What's up guys? Welcome to Fitter Food Radio. This is episode 152 and it's me, Matt Whitmore and Keris Marsden. It's good to have you back, Matt. It's been a while. It's been a while. Been on my holidays. I took some annual leave. I didn't really. Sabbatical. <laughs> it just it just worked out this way. Keris has got a few episodes on her own under the belt under her belt now. I've got two so far. But no. Well, two so far. Yeah. But yeah. The next one is going to be without just you. just you, yeah. yeah. Have I done any on my own? Not for a know. while. Not for oh, no, I did. Oh, I've done a couple. I've done a couple. You did. But mostly, you, it's you and I, the, the supreme dream team. We do actually have a lot of debates about this podcast. We should probably ask our listeners to get in touch because I like doing geeky episodes, don't I? Mm. And you like doing chatty episodes. Yeah. And there's a nice mix, I suppose, of the two. I like a chat. But sometimes I'm like, I really want to talk about this this week. I want to geek out. Yeah, no. I've been reading about this. I want to talk about this. So it'd be nice to have some feedback. Have we got the balance right? Yeah. Or do we need less chatty, more geeky? Or more chatty, less geeky? But if everyone says more geeky, what happens to me? (laughs) You're geeky. You're geeky about certain things that you're... About chatting. <laughs> Geeky about you've, got, you've got certain things that you're really fascinated in and you go to the next level detail with yeah intra workout supplements being one of them yeah, place myself reps, in the geeky bracket CrossFit, all that kind of stuff and then other things you're like yeah it's interesting but i've got surface and i like the surface level need to know stuff yeah. you know what do i need to do right that'll that'll do me not not interested in yeah. <laughs> delving deeper but how would that help me squat more yeah exactly <laughs> i'm always the opposite to you so i'm almost like i don't even touch any workout supplements at the moment i can't give a stuff do you know you know I'm yeah. completely disinterested and when you talk about crossfit i'm like hmm, that was it interesting was... wasn't it <laughs> i don't know either come on i don't talk about it that often no no you don't unless you get in an, in the room with another crossfitter then it then it gets oh, intense yeah. standard yeah <laughs> Have a little chat. It's got to be done. But yeah, no, I suppose it would be good to know what people think. Like, have we got a nice mix between the two? And some of the guests I've been interviewing are other nutritional therapists. Yeah. So, and I said to you, I've had an idea of, of doing some case studies with them, like live case studies and things yeah. like that. So we could go through how we work as nutritional therapists. So what things we look at, because it would give an insight into way beyond food, essentially. Which, yeah. although the last podcast with Kate, we talked a lot about food. Mm. There was also mention of looking at, you know, the bigger picture when it comes to health. And yeah. And I think also like kind of the whole situation at the moment where, where our healthcare system doesn't really, it hasn't got the infrastructure that we need, hasn't got the the format no. that we need. So everyone's having to take a bit more responsibility, yeah, but then course. doesn't really know where to start. Yeah. And then it instantly goes to like, well, oh, I need some more turmeric. Because yeah, yeah. that'll solve all your problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The turmeric solution to my next book. <laughs> it's a tough one, isn't it? Because the NHS as a whole, is pretty damn fantastic. Yeah. Definitely. You know what I mean? We're like, incredibly and, lucky to have that. Oh, God, so incredibly lucky. And I, and I just think, like, as they say, like, nothing's perfect, right? And and I think the key word you used there, or words, what should I say, was, was taking responsibility. Yeah. And I think sometimes, you know, we need to have a little word with ourselves and and take more responsibility for our actions and, and the things that we do on, on a day-to-day basis. And those decisions aren't always easy to make, for sure. And we, we even spoke about this briefly with Dr. Tommy Wood, didn't we, a few weeks back about kind of health being a privilege to a degree. And that is the case. But I do think as as well, you know, where we can, we do need to take a little bit more responsibility and kind of take ownership 
of some of the decisions that we're making. Yeah, definitely. So, well, I think because there's so much out there now, and I think you would say the same thing. We kind of straddle so many different industries because we've got personal training qualifications, mm. we've got nutrition, yoga, and it just gets a bit crazy in all of the different areas, doesn't it? Every now and then, and they look they they love their thing. Their you know their their trend of the moment will be slag off this and to yeah. you know or it's all about this now and this one thing, this one product, and you know because of social media, it it, it just you know, kind of takes off and that's yeah, it. Yeah. And then we get loads of emails about this, this product or this diet. And, and I think it's all this, this, we've said this before, it's this really noisy distraction and then it stops people from making some bigger changes. And that's really what I wanted to, in the next episode, I interview Claire, who's our Fitter 365 mentor and also a good friend of yours and mine now. And she's trained in nutritional therapy, but she's had a long battle herself with mm. uh, kind of chronic health issues, autoimmune conditions. And she's made some inspiring changes that I think a lot of people need to kind of consider, oh, yeah. but won't. And everything from changing relationships to jobs to retraining and getting new skill set to, yeah. you know, adapting her exercise. And, I don't remember the episode. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a, I loved it as an episode because she's an inspiration to me. You yeah, know, massive, and, and has massive been, inspiration. Especially over the last year and I've had health challenges and I've watched her and thought, gosh, she still takes control and... But she'll be the first to say it's like a, it's an evolving journey. Yeah, of course. And you get carried away with your exercise or you get carried away with nutritional supplement plans and think that's where the solution lies in you. Yeah. And equally, you can get carried away with kind of uh, one trend that we, me and you have talked about, not even a trend, but a pattern as I'd say that we've seen is people becoming a bit obsessed with the kind of, I suppose, the mindset side of things where they're listening to about a hundred podcasts about, mm. you know, how to be more mindful, how to relax, how to like nurture your happiness, how to understand serotonin, how to be a bit more spiritual. But this, it's like podcast after podcast after podcast, mm. and then they're still no further ahead. Yeah. And you can immerse yourself in this. I definitely have in the last year, I've tried to devote a bit more attention and headspace to this. And I've read some books, I've listened to some great talks and some podcasts. But then I kind of got this feeling where it's like, you can spend a lot of time kind of musing over this stuff and then not yeah. actually making a difference. Oh, you're not really implementing it. You're so busy reading books on mindset and mental health that you're not actually, I don't know, you're not, you're not even living at yeah. some point because by the time you've done your batch cooking and you've done your, your training session and then you've, yeah. you've listened to some things on how you're supposed to improve your mental health and then, then you've got to get up to bed for eight. Then you're like, oh, I don't have time to live. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> where was the day? No, but, it, but it's true, and I think we've we've spoken about this uh, on previous episodes. I can't remember because I talk a lot, and I'm yeah. like, is this just a thought I've had to myself? And we had a conversation. <laughs> yeah, was I'm it like, on a podcast? Yeah, I, can't I don't know. I don't. Know I preface anybody. everything with, I might have said this yeah, before. What's the thought? Or, or just say, as I said before. Mm. <laughs> so you kind of cover your you cover your back a little or, bit. It never helps to hear this again. Yeah, uh, just to reiterate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's important now. Um, but but yeah, I, I think like don't get me wrong books, podcasts, social media platforms, motivational quotes, all of these things are amazing and they play a role and they definitely can serve a purpose for sure. But at the same time, it's... Life is not a motivational quote. Do you know what I mean? No, it's not. And, and sometimes, you know, it's, it's, it, it serves its purpose, but at the same time, you know, there is real life to deal with. Yeah. And that motiv- motivational quote isn't necessarily always going to see you through. But... What I'm trying to say is I don't want to sound negative because I love a motivational quote and I I love my books and my podcasts that sometimes just give me that little surge of motivation and inspiration for for whatever it might be. But what I'm saying is, is just to to reiterate (laughs) what you said is that there comes a point where it's like, all right, 
you're sharing all these motivational quotes, you're sharing all these like books that are super fantastic, but are you actually putting things into action to move you towards your goal or to serve you better or to look after your health? Do you see what I mean? Yeah. It's not always as simple as like, oh, this book helping everyone or or that podcast helping everybody. Like the David Goggins book, Can't Hurt Me, was huge for me. Yeah. And, it, and, and I've spoke about this. Like sometimes you just hear something at the right time for you yeah and therefore you're in a better position to put things into action so david goggins is you know an ex-navy seal very kind of um you know military in his approach to things you know he came from a pretty harsh upbringing and has, has been through it um i won't i won't say any more but his approach is a bit marmite you know it's a bit people either love him or they hate him i i i love him I like him, you know, and I really like what he's about. But saying that, so I listened to his book on audio and it just fired me up, didn't it? I, I say to you, I was like, God, it's just words. It just really, you know, like I could, they're getting me in a good way. I feel motivated. I, I feel inspired by this. And and it was enough to kind of like push me in, in, in a positive way. I've recommended the book to other people. Some have also loved him. Some have just said, can't get on with it. It's not for me can't listen to him. His approach isn't right for me. But also but, you said that you feel you've outgrown him now. Okay. Not outgrown yeah. him, but it's not right for you now. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. So it served the purpose for me at that time. Yeah. Whereas now I just, well, it's not that I don't follow him. I just, I don't proactively go on his page anymore. I don't kind of like watch his videos and, and things like that. And I think subconsciously it's because I'm just at a different stage now. Yeah. So it helped me then at that stage, but it's like we always say, like you evolve, like in everything that you do. And did, and did you think you need an, another book now for the next phase, or are you like no, 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 that's no, what I'm that's, saying. yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. kind of I'm in a good place right now, and and I think this is something that we often talk about with the likes of social media and uh, you know just media full stop and being able to look at it for what it is and either going yeah. Oh, I like that. That's quite motivating, that is. Yeah. I'm going to use that to my advantage or looking at something and allowing it to have a negative impact on you. And I watched a really good video by uh, Gary V. So uh, Gary Vaynerchuk the other day. Some of you might know who he is. He's a bit of a, I suppose, like a marketing social media guru, if you will. And again, he's a bit like David Goggins. He's a bit like Marmite. People love him or hate him. I, I like him. For, for the best part, I think he's quite an upfront guy. He's quite honest. And something he said that I've said in the past as well was about social media. And someone asked him the question of, you know, oh, you know, what is your advice to people? Oh, and that was it. He said, social media is toxic. What is your advice to people for them not to allow it to have a negative impact on them? And his immediate answer was like, social media isn't toxic. Social media is what it is. Social media is pictures and videos that people have chosen to share with you. It just so happened that you decided to let that have a negative impact on you and mm. to reflect badly on yourself. Yeah. And we've always said this, haven't we? Like You're you, responsible. Yeah, you're responsible. You, you can respond however you want. <laughs> yeah. And and I think like, don't get me wrong, we've all been there. And it's all it's all state of mind, isn't it? It's all about this is where it's normally a reflection of just where you're at at that moment in time when you see that video. If your training's going great 
and you feel on top form and you see other people training, you're like, yeah, they're training, I'm training, that's a cool exercise, I'm going to give that a go. If you're injured. If you're injured (laughs) and you're just like, oh, look, there's another load of exercises that I can't do. (laughs) You know, like... Why me? Yeah, yeah, why me? (laughs) You know, life's crap, you know, and it makes you feel bad, but you you chose to feel that way. Yeah. But based on your mental state at that moment in time, rather than go, do you know what? I'll soon be back there. You know, rehab's boring as hell but i'm gonna do it because i'm determined to get back to that point but understanding that the emotional states are transient as well and that phase in your life where you're injured or that phase in your life where you're a bit low is it's transient and that's Mm -hmm. why i'm saying like you don't need necessarily another book another approach and i think you can apply this to weight loss is another Mm -hmm. classic for this everyone constantly like i'm missing something i'm missing that magic bullet there's something you know someone's not caught a hormone or a genetic problem or there's a food i'm not eating or there's yeah. something this is often the dialogue dialogue i have with clients that's how they they come to the session and go you know solve my mystery for me yeah, and, yeah. and you know and sometimes there are some things that they you know are missing there are some nutrients that need increasing and, and i definitely adapt nutrition you know their nutrition i'll, I'll always adapt it but often it's other things that that are in the background it's, weight loss has become this massive distraction mm. it's become this massive focus it's become this full-time job and i'd say you also i see the similar thing with with you know it could be an autoimmune condition or a gut problem it's kind of like if people focus in on it hone in on it and try to find the that one food that's going to increase that one strain yeah. of bacteria and this is how geeky i've seen it get like you think i'm geeky i'm in facebook groups where they literally talk about one strain Bearing in mind you've got trillions of bacteria all over your body. How can I get that one strain up? What food? What food? You know, it's the kiwi. (laughs) Eat the kiwi. It's getting like that with gut health. And I'm just like, I don't know. There's just, you know, there's just, we know there's connections with your nervous system, your mental health, your pollution, your environment, the products you consume, things you put on your skin. How are we knowing that kiwi is going to sort this out? You know, it's, but people, you know, go down there and, and it's like five books on gut health and they're still, you know, struggling with gut health or it's as we just said you know the sixth book on um sorting out your hormones and yeah. you know and, and, and how many books on hormones do we need to read how many women like I've, and i definitely i can see why this is the case because hormones are so responsive to your nervous system which means there's often for men and women hormone problems are just coming and going coming and going yeah. all the time it's going to be altered by everything from Except your emotional state, the amount you're training, the amount you're sleeping, your your life load at that point in time. Yeah. But what we do is experience a symptom and it could be anything from nausea to no libido to like breast pain in, in women to, um, you know, in men, it just might be diagnosed with low sperm count or, you know, poor sperm health, unable to get pregnant. And we, we all instantly go, how do we fix the hormone? And mm. then it's a book and then another book or another podcast and, yeah, you know, yeah. or maybe a treatment plan or after even seeing people go, practitioner to practitioner to practitioner you see what i mean you yeah, can yeah. fix me next one you can yeah. fix me next. and some people need to like don't get me wrong there's there's chronic yeah, conditions yeah, where sure. there's that you know you take several t- attempts to find the right person to, to kind of work with you and go okay my approach at the moment is like tick off everything that it's not so mm. we go back to the doctor get everything ticked off as much work as we can and then we know what we're probably dealing with is some kind of immune nervous system condition which we're going to have to modulate with a lifestyle change a mindset change and you know maybe some herbs and and nutritional supplements will will help you on that journey but just going back to the hormones sorry it was just you just see people buy book after book after book after book you know it's just like but what you just said as well like you know you're saying like you know you someone might need to work with a few different practitioners practitioners or you know 
personal training, like same kind of thing. Like you might need to work with a few to find the one that works for you. Yeah. And it might not necessarily be that that person is any more qualified or any more experienced no, as no. such, but it it just so happens that they're right for you. You have a connection there for yeah, a family belief. Exactly, there, yeah. 100%. You connect in a certain way that, you know, you can have five practitioners that say the exact same thing, but how one of them says it just sits better with you yeah. and, and and it motivates you. And you're like, actually, I can do this. I want to do this. This is time for a good story, actually. Oh, oh God, what's, what's the point of time? A little story for you. It's about you. Oh, oh I, I got it. So we, I don't think we've told this story, but we took Hamish to a holistic vet. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> because That's he's scary. had some digestive health mm. issues. Ever since a puppy, like we've been back and forth, haven't we? And we, we've transitioned him onto a raw food diet. Yeah. But he's had things like injuries where we've had to have antibiotics and stuff. And so he doesn't have great bowel movements. So I'm constantly doing little stool analysis, Bristol stool. <laughs> and, yeah. and we've kind of questioned, you know, can he do a raw meat diet, which mm. is traditionally what they're kind of saying is better for dogs. And anyway, we found this holistic vet because when we were taking him to normal vets, they were constantly saying, oh, he needs this vaccination. He needs this worm treatment. He needs mm. this. He needs that. And obviously antibiotics every time. And it was just messing up. He's got even more. And yeah. I said, well, we know the score now. Every time we go to a vet, they're going to say medication. Yeah. So when mm. we try this holistic vet and straight away, basically the, the interaction between you and her, you, you basically, I'd say. I, don't, I didn't warm to her. No, basically. And, and, it wasn't even anything. I don't know. Anyway, I picked up on it straight away because she was saying, um, she looked at him and said, <laughs> he looks underweight for the breed. And you were like, he's the perfect weight for the breed. Because we... we no, 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 but well, here's the thing. Let me, <laughs> let me paint a picture right. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm a... We don't need that much detail. You know, it was a it was a mild spring <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> no. COVID so, had just stepped in. We were two metres apart. Yeah. <laughs> it all started when... There was a window open, right? And the seats for, for us were by this window. And she said, what you are going? I remember this now. Would you like the window opened or closed? And on this particular day, it was quite cold and there was a wind, right? And, uh, and I said, actually, I'm going to close it. And then she went, no, actually, leave it open. <laughs> and I was like, so why did you just ask me? Um, so that was number one. And then number two about the uh, the weight thing was... She said, I've never seen this breed I've before. I've never seen this breed before and I've never heard of this breed. Yeah. And then she went on to say, he looks underweight for this breed. And I'm like, well, <laughs> now I know you're lying. <laughs> because you said you never heard or seen the breed before. So I just thought like you're kind of, you're trying to say what you think I don't know what you think is yeah. right rather than what you know to be right. And basically, I just I basically watched you clash about three times. And then I was like, yeah. whatever she says now. Don't you talk about my boy like that. <laughs> it's gonna because you are also not skeptical, but you're very much in the middle of this. Yeah, I'm in so, the middle. I'm, I'm I'm on the fence. Yeah. In terms of some of the things. And she was very alternative. Yeah. However, some of the but things I'm open minded, you know. I don't yeah. I don't, you know, I'm not I'm not one of those ones, you know. I'm always open to something different. Yeah. But some of the recommendations she made I thought were brilliant because one thing was we went on a different brand of, of raw meat. So I'm just sharing this with the listeners because it's yeah, really interesting. That was a good suggestion. Because it comes back to what's relevant to humans. She said it's all about the quality and we've had yeah. to swap him onto another brand because the brand we were using apparently were putting in more bone. And yeah. she said it's not the the kind of using it to cheapen their you know ingredients cost essentially yeah. or take down their ingredients cost we didn't know that so that was really useful and she said change the type of food that you're giving him she gave him a soil-based probiotic 
didn't she? Yeah. Which I also use with clients. So I was quite impressed by that. She gave Chinese herbs, which you know, I've had an amazing experience with Chinese herbs, mm. um, just to try to work on his microbiome. She said this is probably a dysbiosis, a microbiome issue for him, having had all the treatments, medications. Yeah. And she also said stop giving him some of the worming and flea treatments are quite harsh on their liver and digestive systems. Yeah. And directed it over to a herbal biscuit that when I looked at it I'm like gosh I use some of these herbs on clients and it's called Vermex and so there were some great things and she also said don't change it all at once because we want to see what works so she said do the herbs probiotics yeah and first and then remember change the food that's right yeah and we had great results in that he had a at that point in time he developed a cyst on his leg and he'd got Horner's syndrome so his eye had dropped which could have been an injury because he just a lunatic in the woods mm. but all of that cleared up didn't it once we, we did it all yeah. one by one we didn't see much change with herbs probiotics change the food big change i say the food seemed, seemed to be the main one purely because yeah. we, we did it for longer didn't we yeah like, we did and it's so, taken so we, about three months hasn't yeah. it, to fully see and then i was like oh my goodness his sister's gone his eyes coming back up you know and it was so nice but also and just one final thing now we realized the raw meat is it's a completely different raw meat it's got like intestines hanging out and everything looks oh, really looks, grim looks, yeah. <laughs> but well, it's a mixture of organs and, and muscle very nutrient then burger patty uh, i'm slightly envious <laughs> when you see what he has isn't it? it's like venison rabbit yeah, yeah um anyway but the thing that was slightly missing from him we, we added this back in was prebiotics so we had to just again just to kind of modulate his microbiome we added in prebiotics didn't we dog prebiotics so loads of different fibers and flaxseed and things yeah. like that and that's probably having the the, the biggest effect now mm. in terms of improving his bowel movements yeah so, they're good yeah. Good at they're they're an eight out of ten. Yeah, no, we do Bristol stool. stool. No, we want three four on the Bristol stool oh, do scale. We? Yeah. Okay, what where where is he at now then? He's a bit three four. Yeah, okay. Occasional seven. Okay. <laughs> when we give him a what did we give him the other day? A pig's a cow snout. No, a cow snout. Yeah, in the pet shop that was awful. An awful looking thing. It Getting was. quiet in the restaurant though, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Um, it had like hair on it. Whether oh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> like, like. <laughs> he enjoyed it. Bless him. But so I suppose obviously the reason you're telling that story is because of, you know, I just didn't warm to her. Yeah, but another takeaway, sorry, just from that little story was, yeah, so you didn't warm to her. So I was like, there's absolutely no way we can go back. <laughs> Hell no. But I, I liked her treatment and I would in future look for, there's a big website of holistic vets in the UK mm. who use herbs and things like that. She did talk about actually flea treatments and worming treatments are coming out of the dog's coats and going into the rivers and going into all of the wildlife and fauna and they're killing, so they're like, yeah, killing they're bees, like killing insects. In yeah. Lakes and stuff. Yeah, harming the yeah the river life. And so mm. she said, we all need to stop using these. And I, I didn't and that, know that, about that. that, that yeah, stuff. I didn't. Yeah, but and that kind of makes sense. Her other thing that she mentioned was how what's affecting his kind of mental and emotional state is us and how aware mm. animals are of what we're doing. And we know this. If we ever oh, for sure. debate anything and... and Sometimes, you know, me and you get heated in our debates about... Chris starts hitting me with a frying pan. (laughs) (laughs) We just raise our voices because I'm like, this, you know, this needs to do... You know, both of us have our stress moments, don't we? Technology especially, it doesn't even... It's not even necessarily regarding each other. You could go, oh, my laptop. Hamish will pace straight away, won't he? Yeah, he picks up on it, yeah. He comes and he he sometimes tries to get on your lap when you're doing that. So he tries to calm you down by physically, like, climbing on top of you. He'd be a great... You know, you get those dogs that are like... um, Like a hospital dog or a... Yeah, but what is it? It's like almost like an anxiety dog. Yes, like, and, and yeah, yeah. they they pick up on the signs when their their owner's going to have like a panic attack, and they essentially go over to them and comfort them, and you just see it like just like diffuse their 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 attack, and Amazing. they're just next. You know, they're just cuddling the dog, and 
the dogs like pick up on it. But in a way, like it's not like we've trained Hamish to do that, but he's just always been very aware, hasn't mm. he? If ever there's a change of tone or yeah, yeah. gosh, like. But do you remember know, as a kid, if your mum ever shouted, like not necessarily at you, but was getting angry about anything, like it would. Yeah. For me, it would like almost vibrate through me. Yeah. Like I'd be like, ah, you know, and then and then you try to, you know, you want it to be all right again. And I yeah. remember if I ever heard my mom singing or laughing. Same thing, you know, my dad. My dad was more more kind of. I'd say, well, he was at work most of the time anyway, but he was much more. He kind of. The only thing that wound my dad up was basically me and my brothers fighting, especially yeah. if, after a long day at work, and we could properly push his buttons. And so, because we were fighting, and and he get cross, it was kind of a natural thing where it's like, okay, we can do something about this. You know, yeah, we yeah. Need to stop fighting. But with my mum, because across the day she'd be kind of doing anything from like cooking, baking, or like she 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 did a, a degree as well later in life. And I remember seeing her get really stressed about an assignment and the printer breaking and the ink running out, and it it really affects you as a child, you know, yeah. seeing that. And then I remember I heard her singing or laughing; it was always a good thing. I was like, I know she's you know happy, and I think it's just the same in relationships. Like you and I, we can affect each other. But I suppose what I'm really trying to say here is just how much you're. This is the thing that's changing your physiology half the time. Mm. But we always go, like I said, we go online and we look for like a food that we're missing or we look for, you know, another book or, you know, a, a mantra to say every morning or something. It's yeah. just, I think it's just more about having a competency and, a, and a, an awareness and then a competency over, like you've said, the, the reaction, mm. the response and and what can we do about it when it's when it's changing? Yeah, I mean, I think like, I think what's hard as well is is, is often when, let's say you're aware that you're unhappy you know, in some shape or form with it being your work, your body, your health, bit of everything, you know, you, you name it, whatever it is for, for, for you as an individual. And you then seek out, like you said, books, podcasts, social media pages, profiles, whatever, that you think might help you be it because of it's, you know, someone else has recommended it or you can see that they've got a lot of followers or whatever it may be. But in our experience, like what we've found is that when you're trying to seek inspiration to create change, you, you, you're often, people are often looking in the wrong place. Do you see what I mean? Mm. Like they think that that book's going to give them the answers, but actually that book about, I don't know, gut health is probably not the root cause. You know, the someone's issue with their gut health, for example, might be, for other reasons, yeah, you know, which yeah. might be the reason in the first place that you, I don't know, maybe consumed a diet that led to gut issues. Yeah. But why was that? Yeah. Rather than or fixing... You eat too fast, you eat too much, you eat too little. You know, yeah. it's like, why yeah. was that? Am, am, I, am I making sense? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. I think, I think I'd say initially, some of what I'm saying is I think... What I was saying anyway, I think firstly, a, a book on gut health is really helpful if you are, again, yeah. if you're living on cereal and sandwiches and stuff and going, oh, I'm bloated, I've got total got IBS, there'll be a, a good book out there saying go back to a whole foods diet and there's, there's several now. But then you think, and you get some changes with that, but then you'll have moments where you your gut kicks off again and then it's kind of like, oh, okay, maybe it was the onions or maybe I need to go back to this version or that mm. you know maybe and we see this with dieting maybe I need to go you know we we wrote Fit to 16 which is four phases but it's supposed to be a four phase transition to a lifestyle yeah 
And so the first phase is a bit of a reset where we take out some food. It's an elimination diet, take out some food, and then we, we kind of get everyone to add yeah. them back in each phase. Yeah. But so many people go back to phase one and go, oh, I've fallen off the wagon and go back to phase one. So it's yeah. essentially become like a diet again in that yeah, sense. which is what we didn't want, Which right? is what we didn't want. And, but to be fair, like, you know, once we kind of say to people, you know, like, no, no, like... This, you might be better sticking in phase four because it's more realistic for you, yeah, you know, and yeah. it allows you that flexibility that you need. Phase one was just an experiment. But it kind of goes back to that kind of all of all or nothing approach mm-hmm. that many people are kind of guilty of, you know, you know, and us included in the past is it's like they keep going back to phase one because it's got that almost, it feels slightly more extreme because there is that mini elimination diet yeah. <clears> and people do see a lot of amazing results in that time. Yeah, despite yeah. the fact that, I mean, weirdly on paper, you know, phase one is harder than phase four, as in... Yes, it's, people go back and do it, phase one. <laughs> it's less restrictive. Sorry, more it's more restrictive yeah, than, yeah. than phase four. So phase four is much less restrictive because by this point, we're in that final phase where we're like, we've done the elimination. Yeah. We've like, you know, introduced foods. We've helped you kind of work out what agrees with you, what doesn't agree with you quite so much. And it's like, boom, we want you to now be in a position to to go forth and yeah, yeah. live this healthy, balanced life that includes a bit of what you fancy yeah, and... Yeah. And, and and a bit more knowledge, etc. Yet, like like, like Eris just said, like people go back to the hardest phase of the four phases. I would say, punish me. <laughs> yeah, be, because but 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 that's how a lot of people's mindsets work, don't it? Do, yeah. Doesn't it? Like you know, when it comes to nutrition and exercise as well, you know, it's that extreme. It's like you know, I have to do this every day. Like I have to do this a hundred mile an hour to get the best results possible. But then you say, no, no, do half that, which in theory is easier. They're like, no. Nah, can't do that. Doesn't feel like enough. Doesn't feel like enough. So they either then don't do anything at all, yeah, yeah, yeah. or they're in it all the time. And but that's a mindset thing, isn't it? That's down to the individual to to find that balance. Or what's interesting at the moment is we also know some individuals who've kind of shared their story in our online groups who've said that they actually spent a lot of time sorting out the bigger picture, yeah, and then sorted out the food yeah. and the the exercise because it's almost if you're if everything's wrong in your life. I think I was a bit different in that. I'd probably devote more energy to exercise when things are wrong in my life. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Which is a bad thing. Yeah, it's yeah. not a good thing. No, no. Um, I, and I think but I'm also an exerciser now by now. So exercise is part of my routine. It's, it has been for a long time. So I'm an exerciser. Whereas some people kind of think, okay, I've ended up uh, overweight, not doing any exercise, not eating well. I'm going to do it all, you know, hmm. without actually thinking, like yeah. you've said, how did I end up here? When, at what point did I stop? you know, kind of caring about, not, not that you don't care about your health, but stop, you know, knowing or, or feel unable to, to stop the kind of cycle of behaviours that was not serving me anymore. Yeah. What was the cause in that? What contributed? I suppose I'm going to use the word who. <laughs> I should use the word who contributed. Yeah. Because often there's a who in the background as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and does that all need to change first? Because otherwise what you're then doing, as, as you said, is going into this punishing phase, searching for these answers, downloading all the podcasts and the books, trying to do things that feel really difficult and you haven't changed some of the the kind of root causes in the background. Yeah. And there may now be more conflict as a result of that. Yeah. So, you know, because you're changing and other things around you are not changing. So then there's that to deal with on top of it. And it's a lot and it's it makes it, oh. it makes for a hard journey, doesn't it? Quite stressful, isn't it? <laughs> the self-monarchy. I another book on Buddhism. And yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> Eat some oh. more kiwi. Yeah. It's because you don't have kiwi. That's what it is. <laughs> kiwi and turmeric. I suppose what we're kind of saying here is it's just, I suppose, think about whether or not you're living is, is something. Mm. And I and I have definitely 
you know, had this kind of conversation with myself a lot. And I think you have as well. And we've made some... I have lots of conversations with myself. <laughs> I'm an only child. <laughs> but it, look back on the last seven days. Yeah. And out of the last seven days, what experiences do you think that was brilliant? And, you know, I'm going to look back on that and smile. And, mm. you know, I love the saying, your memories are what feeds you. Yeah. In later life, you know. Yeah. When you won't be necessarily i'm hoping that you can you'll be making memories to your final day yeah but you still want to look back and, and have these like you know beautiful moments and, and i think i'm lucky now that in that i can definitely pick a few this week where yeah but there's definitely been weeks dare i say months where all i remember is a blur of work like yeah. just being well, a laptop you, you social know, media you, laptop, you could you know. go as far as saying years, years yeah, yeah, potentially scary. and you know like i mean maybe you know we can talk about this on another episode i'm, I'm sure like but we have mentioned in the past, haven't we, where as honest and transparent as we aim to be on social media, and I think we do a pretty good job, I think it's still easy for people to think that everything's just hunky-dory for Matt Kerris and Hamish and, you know what I mean, things just come easy. It's, and, but just on that note, we see a weird pattern with our social media where if we post about something like a negative experience, it gets way more interaction. People love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, thank God. Thank God. They're having a bad day. There's, there's justice now. But, and it's a shame. And, and, and you don't want to be constantly writing about negative. God, I could fill the entire feed with negative experience. You know, yeah. like we, have a, we have a fair share and always have done. But I'm kind of conscious of like, there has to be... I don't want to keep talking about them because I've noticed, this is what I'm saying about when you muse on this stuff, mm. you can get to a place where, yes, you're doing work on yourself, but if that's all you're ever talking about, you know, and it yeah. goes, you know, childhood trauma and things like that, don't get me wrong, I'm not belittling these things that are really serious and, and you and I have been through some really difficult yeah, we, situations. Yeah, we've, we've, we've spoken about this. On... But if, you, if you're constantly talking about them and and I suppose kind of it's striking that balance between sharing a story, raising awareness, getting out in the open doing a bit of work with maybe some yeah. kind of practitioner, but then you've also got to move forward and you've got to live and you've yeah. got to, you know, start to put some energy back into life and experiences. Yeah. And I think I always notice, you know, we've said like uh, after my 40th, do you know what? We haven't even mentioned, I don't think that we're, I'm 40 and you're engaged. We're, you're engaged at 40. Yeah. How did that work? Yeah. We got engaged, you, sorry. Yeah, we, yeah, to you. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Got, I'm <laughs> engaged, engaged to you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh, know if we yeah. mentioned Lots have been going on in lockdown. It's been ages since Ma- we've Mad an affair. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not what <laughs> She lured him in with biscuits. <laughs> anyway. Have we not mentioned? I don't know if we have, anyway. We must have We'll done. do a whole episode on that, shall we? A whole episode. A whole episode about but us. When I turn 40. And our undyed love for each other. We did say... We're going to do more things and say yes to more experiences. And since then, you know, we've, we've basically like just packed the car up and gone to Germany just as lockdown eased. We've just come back from a few days down in Devon. And mm. these are things that we used to go, oh, couldn't possibly. Just used to overthink the hell out of them, yeah. didn't we? And, and no, and the logistics. And we'll be able to do this and that and the other. And we've been doing live workouts the whole time we've been traveling. Mm. And we didn't in Germany, actually, just because Wi-Fi was, we're in national parks, so there's no way. Um, but we filled our, you know, kind of, the group with you know various we've got loads of online resources anyway and we've realized that we weren't focusing on things like experiences and yeah. and spending time with our friends and and you know as much over the last you know years we've talked about this before on the podcast and it's been amazing to you know every week we've done something like that and but you know even across the day 
I've tried to make a bit more time when someone stops with a puppy or a dog next to yeah, Hamish. Yeah. I got very like, I'm going to keep walking. Do you know what I mean? And sometimes you know, I'd be like, don't make eye contact because I'm in a rush. You see, right on social gear. I am at times. There's certain people that I am still like that with. <laughs> where, where, <laughs> Only because there are certain people that will have you there for an hour. <laughs> like, we'll be walking along sometimes and like, Okay, eyes down. Yeah, but even if we've seen someone that we've never met before and it's like a person with a puppy, and Keris will be like, just keep walking, keep walking. Like, we haven't got time today. <laughs> I'll be like, gosh, but it's a puppy. You've got to say hello to a but puppy. In my defense, that's when I will have a client booked in and I have to get back within, or I'm back, going back to lecturing at home online and I've got like 30 yeah. minutes to get a bit of fresh air and a walk. You just don't. Don't underestimate the power of a puppy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Puppies are very powerful. But when I do have time, mm. I have tried to be more like stop and yeah. have these conversations. And I just feel my entire body almost start to relax. Mm. And same thing in a coffee shop. And sometimes we'll head there and do a bit of social media. But then sometimes someone leans over and, and says, oh, what's your dog? And then you end up having a, a conversation with a stranger. And I honestly feel everything like neck, you know, tension in my neck and shoulders just ease. Because yeah. I'm suddenly having a conversation and it's like our bodies know and we're just, you know, with other people, we're seeing yeah, faces. Yeah. Try- We've talked about this on the podcast before and your immune system knows it. Inflammation comes down. And mm. and I just noticed a lot of my kind of, my symptoms are kind of, you know, more chronic now, but they ease in certain yeah, situations. Definitely. Often when I'm with family, when I'm with friends, when I'm around people that, that give me confidence in, not, not as in give me confidence in myself, I think give me confidence that I'm moving in the right direction. I said this to you before. And then when I was having appointments with specialists who were like, um, you know, don't really know. You know, you almost feel all my symptoms kick yeah, off yeah. as a result of that. You know, yeah. and so whatever symptoms you're looking or whatever health issues you're looking for, there's a lot to be said for kind of yeah. setting aside some time for this stuff. And and if you if you you hate your job, spend a bit of time going. Well, what would I love to do? See a careers coach, and then start yeah. to put some stuff in action, and you'll feel better. Like. And from there, maybe other changes come, you know, and then you're like, right, I feel like eating better today. I don't want to drown myself in, you know, yeah. don't want to down all the coffee and then eat all the chocolate today because I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good about what I'm doing. Yeah. That's it, really. That's, That's what I'm it. saying. <laughs> on that note, I have given up coffee. Well. Yeah, yeah actually, yeah. Well. Intermittent coffee I'm on now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm very proud of you. So I did, how long did I do? I think I did a week without. Yeah. Again. And... I shared this on social media because I said, it's not that coffee's bad. It just, I'm a person that already does too much yeah. and, and already packs too much in. And I'm a really light sleeper. And I've said this before, I gave it up last year for about two weeks. And then I was like, sod it, put it back in. And, you know, I was like, it doesn't make any difference to my digestive health. So it's going back in. But it's it definitely stokes everything. And that's what I said to you. That's the best way I can describe it is it's a stoker. And so when I take it out, it's not that everything gets amazing. Yeah. But I've noticed my energy levels are a little bit more stable. I'm a bit calmer. I'm less snappy. You might have noticed I had one yesterday. Oh, yeah. You were horrible yesterday. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was tired. It's all making sense yeah, now. Yeah. I was tired. And I had no patience with you yesterday. No. I can't remember what you did. Someone to do with the dishwasher. And I was just like, oh, my God. But that type of thing. and it. But what I'm trying to do at the moment is go three or four days without coffee, then I have a coffee, then go three or four days without coffee. So then it's a nice pleasure food in my life. I can yeah. go out with you and have a nice Good coffee, treat. but I'm not using it. I don't get up in the morning, smash a coffee, then train. Yeah. Cause that was definitely, I'm just not reading my body. Then if I do that, I'm just going to be like adrenaline. Let's go. Well, it's like you kept kind of saying as well, didn't you? That, Oh yeah, I need to, I need to knock the coffee on the head. I need to knock the coffee on the head. Cause it wasn't really working for you. I even said to you, I was like, Kerry, it's like no disrespect, but like, 
you keep saying this it's getting a bit boring now like (laughs) you know like either just do it or shut up (laughs) and you were like oh god like you're right and i've had moments like that where i'm like i've been saying that to you though for about a year going i still even though it's not helped me giving it up it's still not helping me if there's something going on with me in terms of like nervous system health and that's what's behind some of my symptoms then i need to give all herbalists say stop coffee like all herbalists are like don't do the coffee they're not big fans of it but it took me a year if not longer I think I did give it up one day I lasted to about lunchtime and then I was like my energy crashed and I smashed a triple espresso and I was so productive for the rest of the day but again though this kind of goes back to like there was a big reason why you were clinging on to coffee wasn't there and and that's because like and and I could totally understand where you were coming from here is like because with all your issues that kicked off next last year with the uh you know gastritis and all of that stuff like you would cut out so much stuff from your day-to-day that coffee was your like almost your little little bit of daily pleasure yeah, yeah. you see what i mean and so i could totally relate i was a bit like blimey like i don't know how i'd be if i had to cut out if i'd cut out half the stuff that keris has cut out and Coffee was that one little thing. I totally got it. And that's why I never kind of like said to you, oh, you should think you should give that up. Because I didn't want to be that person that said that after seeing everything. everything else that you had given up. But I think it does get to that point where you're like, oh, this is the... But, the- yeah, but do you, know, no, do you know what actually has taken me to that point as well? Is like, I had to be kinder to myself first. Yeah, I had to start putting more time off in more social time. Yeah. Lockdown really helped in that didn't help on the coffee front because you're at home all day with an amazing coffee machine and you can, you you get ordering Lethal. great coffee. But lockdown helped in that I started FaceTiming more friends because well, you wanted to reconnect and go, how are you? And stuff like that. Yeah. And so that helped me go this. What I think I've, I've realized you, you need to do is, is if you're relying on one food and, mm. and chocolate's kind of next on my list, it's kind of also a sign that you're not balanced like yeah. brain chemistry wise and you're like oh I have to have something to look forward to I have yeah. to have it and I've always been like that and same with exercise yeah you know if yeah, you yeah. if you feel you have to exercise because yeah. you're and don't get me wrong like exercise is fantastic for so many reasons and for a lot of people including myself it is a form of therapy for sure yeah but if you are absolutely smashing the shit out of yourself to get that high to escape whatever else is going on yeah, yeah. it's gonna kick you in the ass not even smashing the shit out of yourself if you just need to exercise to feel good every day and I mean but, but adrenaline based exercise yeah. so if a walk is not enough and a bit of movement and things like that it's kind of a sign that that you're low on your natural production of, of feel good yeah. chemicals is low and so you, you've got that reliance and it's a dangerous place to be because uh-huh. you overtrain, you train through injuries yeah you know and, and therefore you don't get the, the benefits of exercise you don't get the outcome you're shortening your training like lifespan because you're mm-hmm. probably going to knacker your joints and stuff so I think it's it's a sign that you need to go back and go well why don't I have a lot of feel-good brain chemicals? And that's yeah. kind of what I've done over time. And I've thought, well, it's because I wake up and do like negative self-talk. So one of the books I liked, you like David Goggins, I like Mo Gaudat's yeah. Soul for Happy. I like, I like Mo nice as well, though. So that was like, okay, stop doing that for a start. Stop putting so much work in. Days when you're tired, scale back. Um, you know, and lots of, like I said, more more time with your friends, more time socialising. Make that a priority. Stop making it a can't, you know, stop cancelling plans yeah. all the time. So I think I suffered a lot from social guilt, which is like if I did socialise, I felt guilty about it. Yeah. So I'd make plans and I'd either cancel them or I'd be really guilty the whole time I was there. And then I've 
you know, spending much more time with friends recently has made me realise, and it's certain friends as well. So yeah. I've also had to ditch the guilt about not seeing certain people because it didn't feel as as nice to be there. Some people you have to see in life, like you just got to tick some boxes, haven't you? Like yeah. just not to offend. But I realised that I do that a lot. Like I tick a lot of boxes seeing a lot of yeah, people yeah. who don't make me feel that good. It's just an obligation I've kind of got with them. And I've got some friends who are quite selfish and are like, no, I only see people that... I like hanging out with, you know, yeah. and so I'm kind of shifting that way. And, and you're like, like, I wish I could be like that. Yeah, but, but I am more like that now. And, and yeah, you yeah. are as well. And we have chats yeah. and I'll say, do you want to go and see so-and-so? And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've made that a priority and we're not, we, we're, you know, we're not feeling the social guilt anymore because we no. know it's a big part of our health and allows us to feel like come back on Monday and feel restored. And but this is the thing that, you know, that we, we still are, you know, very much on a journey ourselves and, yeah. and, and kind of going back to what I was saying earlier about like, Overall, our lives are pretty damn awesome. You know, we've got, we've got great friends. We've got great family. Um, you know, like we, we love what we do for the best part. But it doesn't mean that, it, you know, we don't have down days or weeks or months or, um, you know, we don't have drama in our lives. We all, you know, we do just like everybody else does. And I just think that, that we are on this journey as well of kind of like figuring out, you know, what makes us happy, what doesn't, what are we capable of changing what's out of our hands and learning to kind of let that stuff go. And I don't think it's something that just clicks into place because you read a book or because you listen to a podcast. Mm -hmm. Like it's normally you take little bits and bobs and it's over time that it kind of falls into place or something else has to be in place first for that thing to fall into place. I think I was going to say what I identified was I've got dependencies. Yeah. And my coffee was a dependency. Yeah. Sometimes it was a dependency to get me out the door and train. Sometimes it was like just need something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. And there are certain foods like chocolate I'm a bit the same with. And I want to break that and I want to feel that I'm doing, you know, and if I can't let those things go, it's probably because I'm not, like I've just said, I'm not putting enough stuff in there, into my life, into my routine, into my head even, that, yeah. that's bringing up the natural feel-good chemicals. Yeah. And this will get harder in the winter for sure when obviously like vitamin D coming down. Yeah, no and doubt. Serotonin levels come down with that and stuff. So it's definitely going to get harder. So I need to think ahead and go, well, okay, what am I going to need to do? Like I might, you know, make some social plans now maybe. And it's kind of the opposite of what we've done yeah. in the past. I also have clients who are way too social and again, burn the candle at both ends, yeah, and yeah. Like kill themselves trying to please everyone, be really social. And then uh, their health's in the toilet for that reason. Yeah. And it's health socializing is a distraction. So I think you have to do a little assessment of your lifestyle and kind of think what bits are missing. What have I neglected? What have I felt guilty about doing? And then that's led to this little, yeah, sure. You smash your work. Yeah. You know, your work to do list and you've got that kind of status yeah, yeah. and identity career wise, but uh, you know you're completely relying on like five coffees a day and, yeah. and if you don't have your takeaway and, and wine at, in the evening or if you haven't got the whole weekend isn't filled with hedonism of some sort or yeah. stuff to look forward to then your mood dives and that's definitely we're not like that necessarily but that i've just got my little things where i'm like so dependent on it i'm like i'm doing my head in with this i want to be able to just be content you know with, yeah. without them and that's why i said right taking coffee first and then i want to Maybe take on other things. Oh. Exercise, I think I'm better with. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, you're much better. Of course you are. And, and <laughs> you definitely. I mean, so I if anything. I walk now and stuff and I can, as long as I can be outside walking, I just need to walk. Yeah. That's one thing I'd struggle with if I don't get fresh air and move. I, I could probably do with taking a leaf out of your book at the minute. I feel like, um, well, I mean, I'm better with, I am better with exercise, but only 
not necessarily through choice as such, more so because I've been forced to because of like injuries and niggles yeah. flaring up and stuff. And and that kind of like goes back to what we were talking about earlier about dependencies and, and whatnot. And I suppose looking at the bigger picture of like why you do what you do, despite probably deep down knowing it's probably not the best thing for you. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. And I suppose my example is, and forgive me if I have mentioned this before, just to reiterate. If so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Never hurts to hear this again. You know, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um like prior to lockdown so let's say like from the new year up to kind of like march or was it march or april that lockdown kicked in i can't remember now anyway you know i i just got into the whole crossfit thing and i felt like i was getting quite good at it you know i was doing quite well in the wads you know quite often coming first in like the box and and that's quite satisfying knowing that you're you're good at something and i was getting good feedback and and that's going to make anyone feel good, right? Yeah. You know, getting that kind of positive feedback and feeling like you're good at something is a, and you enjoy it, you know, it's a really good feeling. You know, it's very, very rewarding. However, I feel that I kind of let it get a little bit out of hand then because it was like, I want more of this feeling. And I was also seeking a bit of an escape as well, I think, from my day to day, which, you know, we, we've spoken about in the past. So I kind of really threw myself into the CrossFit thing and probably wasn't, well, I say probably, I definitely wasn't structuring my training as well as I could have done. And deep down, I knew this, but I was kind of riding on that high and it was my escape. And there was like an element of dependency because it was like, you know, I'm not really enjoying my day to day as much at the moment. Again, we could probably talk about this on another episode and that's no reflection of of what we do at Fit Food and Fit 365 and all of that. But that was just how I was feeling. And I felt, I suppose, quite frustrated with where my, my head was at at the time. So that was my escape. However, when your escape then kind of starts to work against you and all of a sudden you are getting these little niggles and these injuries and you can't do certain things, that really affects your mindset also. Because then that that thing that was your escape, you now can't do in the way that you want to. So yeah. it's not an escape anymore. It's just another frustration. See what I mean? Yeah. And then it's down to you to kind of like repackage that and be like, right, like what can I do about this? And I suppose this is a good way to to segue over to the Strong Humans Club, which some of you have probably already seen that um, I launched the Strong Humans Club a few weeks ago now, which essentially is a clothing range. But that's only the beginning, people, let me tell you. Um, you know, that's only the, the the beginning of what I envision being this growing global community of people that show up every day, even when the odds are against them and are there to help others in need. But also, and this is a big, big part of it, is having the strength to reach out yourself for help. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, I won't, I won't um, go into too much detail now. And funnily enough, like the Strong Humans Club has been, gosh, it's been an idea for how long? Like I, w- I wouldn't even like to say, yeah. but a long time, yeah. too long, quite yeah. quite simply. And it was, a, but the biggest thing stopping me doing it was pure fear of it going wrong, yeah. pure fear of, of failure. Because, you know, it had been a hard like couple of years or so for Keris and I, you know, on, on, on a few different levels, which, you know, not, I don't want to sound too dramatic in, in with that. And again, we'll speak about this on, a, on another episode. So, you know, exactly what we're talking about. And I can give a little bit more context. But um, I suppose a big part of, of our frustration was like a was a lack of purpose, wasn't it? In, in our day to day. And 
And I had this idea, this idea that I was always kind of working on, but never doing anything about it as such. It was just an idea that was building, building, building. And I was doing all these like sketches and ideas and logos and, you know, what I envisioned it being on a bigger scale. And it was kind of you really that kind of, I suppose, like gave me a bit of a straight talk and was like, for God's sake, like... Stop drawing frigging pictures. Yeah, stop drinking <laughs> doodling. Yeah. And, and, and either kind of like either do it or ditch it, you know, like either stop it or make but it also happen. I could see it was a, a brilliant idea and I could see the passion in you and I, the concept, I could see it was needed and I knew it would be really well received. And I think the only thing that you had to do, which is kind of sensible to anyone who wants to kind of make a leap of faith on anything is minimize risk like mm. really so yeah. whatever you're looking to do we might have inspired you on this podcast to look at anything from a, a career change to a divorce or anything you minimize the risk so you plan yeah. ahead and you get and that's what you actually then started to do is yeah right okay i'll put a process in in place and i suppose my concern with you is it's it, you know it's kind of like a you have to become your own project manager don't you and it's, yeah. it's a really hard process like but then again when it's a bit more organic like yours is yeah as in you know what you need to do mm-hmm. you start to put steps in place yeah for sure and, um, and you've done it and and, uh, and i suppose what that's the kind of the main point i'm trying to get to i guess is like that all of a sudden i was i, I made the decision that i was going to go for it and it then started to feel real which was a little bit scary because there were you know there, there even though i minimized risk there was still risk yeah, of course. do you know what i mean but i decided to go for it and i really committed myself to it so as a result I was like, this is really exciting. Like, and, and I, I felt this massive sense of of purpose. And Do you remember that there was one day where you didn't eat for a really long period of time? I know. I mean, that speaks volumes, to show, doesn't it? Doesn't I've never it? seen that before. Yeah. Like, Have you eaten? You're like, like, wow. You're like, no, I haven't even moved from the sofa. It's <laughs> work. And I was like, what? But, but again, like, but this I loved it. This is big. This is yeah, huge. Yeah, this is huge. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> you big forgot deal. to eat. <laughs> And, um, that should be a marker if you you'll be there with your passion project. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. this will be in my book. Yeah, yeah. You know when I write that 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 the success book <laughs> that you're all gonna buy. Because yeah. <laughs> who doesn't love a good motivational success book? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The next chapter. <laughs> um, but all of a sudden, I, I had that. Like I said, I had that sense of purpose. I was really enjoying what I was doing. It was something new. It was something I was incredibly passionate about, and there was no longer this dependency for the training, for the yeah. exercise. Mm-hmm. Like I, I no longer needed that escape. I was still training because I love to train. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's part of my lifestyle. It's what thinking, I do. Where's my training going? What can yeah. I do? What competition? Oh, I've got to go for a run. Yeah, yeah. I've got to do another session to get that endorphin rush. Yeah, you know, yeah. like I'm, I was very content with my training and just doing my thing yeah. because all of a sudden this was my – Reason for being. It was. It was. And, Reason and for being a strong human. Exactly. Strong human being. A strong, a very strong human being. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I was. You know that. I hope that inspires you in some way. Like if you are feeling like you are lacking purpose and and, and whatnot, it's it's not a bad thing. Like it's just a. Uh, you're simply reflecting on just where you're at right now, and if that's going to allow you to create a positive change that might, you know, it might be a new job, new career, moving to a different area that's a little bit greener. It might be um, starting that idea that you've also had maybe that's just been on your mind. But like me, you were kind of just scared of it going a bit peaked on. 
that that stopped you doing it. And and I think you said to me as well, didn't you? Like that kind of, I suppose that classic saying of like, you know, it's better to try and fail than not try at all. And in this case, it was like, do you know what? You're right. Like I'd rather say I went for it and it didn't work out than it was just an idea that never, ever happened. Yeah. You and know it's, what I mean? It's interesting because often it starts like, it, it's as simple as an email. Mm. you get going with like some of our projects have literally been an email i'll never forget one to like mark sister that came back with like you know yeah. i was like we just look at this book for me and then it's like no i'll publish it it was just one email but yeah. it was like i had the guts to send it and ask and exactly you know, and obviously like did the and project. that wasn't the intention of the email but no, like no. look what it, it came to it, but yeah. you're the same you actually like start to put the feelers out there just a few emails about because what you wanted also i should i've got to add this because you didn't say it but Guys, check out the Strong Humans Club on Instagram and Facebook because, um, firstly, Matt's done an amazing job. Like, you have a natural talent for this. Pipes, thank you. Um, I but it's all, you. it's all made out of, well, you do the spiel because it's, it's, some of it's all made out of recycled material. Yeah. So, the, the, the whole, the, you know, the ethos of the brand is that it's absolutely top quality apparel, but made in the best way possible so organic cotton recycled polyester some of the garments are 100% recycled so um made plastic bottles aren't they? yeah so plastic bottles have been used to create the polyester that goes into to the garment as well as recycled organic cotton as well we work with fairware factories as well that, that meet a certain criteria to ensure that all the workers are well looked after and um of course a big thing with uh cotton being grown organically is it uses less water as well so which of course like has a massive impact as well but uh it's carbon neutral is it is it that what you would say or yeah car well yes yeah, carbon neutral as possible and in, in the manufacturing process so some of the manufacturers are powered by solar and wow. uh wind which is pretty awesome Amazing. and even the transport of getting the goods from the factory to where they need to be as well they use like electric and, and things That's like that amazing, so yeah so check it out people the stronghumansclub.com if you want to have a little nosy I'm afraid um, if you, you've la- missed, la- you missed la- the first launch. launch one's finito but launch two will be here very very soon i'm absolutely over the moon and blown away by the level of support from launch one thank you very much if you uh you're out there listening and you did make a purchase it means the absolute world i can't even tell you um but launch two will be here very very soon but yeah so check out the website of course you won't be able to buy anything at the moment but there's lots of information on there about the ethos behind the brand what the strong humans club stands for and of course the the sustainability aspect of it which is a massive part of the brand so yeah check it out and any feedback welcome thank you to everyone as well that gave me the heads up on a few typos (laughs) (laughs) yeah <laughs> Always greatly appreciated. Yeah. They they've been they've been edited now, but if there are any more, just let me know. Um wouldn't be life without a typo. Life course, is a typo. You know, they always work their can way you, in there somewhere, get, don't they? Can you get a logo on that? Yeah. Life is a typo. Life's a typo. But spell it T P Y O. T T P Y O. Well that that so that's def- this is definitely cast as a, as a chatty podcast, right? Yeah, this is a chatty podcast. But I enjoyed it. Some... Did you not enjoy it? Come on. I did enjoy it. Yeah, I did enjoy it. See, good chat. Good chat. I just, I'll, I'll do what the what the listeners want to do. Yeah, talk to us people. If there are any listeners. Have we got the balance right? <laughs> do you want a bit less chat? <laughs> yeah. A bit more geek? Other and way around? if you around. want a geek, tell us what you want us to geek on. Geek on, yeah. yeah. So on that note, say ta-ra. 
Draw. Thanks for listening, y'all. See you in episode 153. That's Keris with the amazing Claire and her journey. You're going to love that. Uh, inspirational lady on so many levels. Strong human being. A very strong human being indeed. Yeah. But big love. Have a great day wherever you are in the world. And we will see you very soon. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye.